Hello, I'm Kenny Smith, and this is The Best Story I've Heard Today, a podcast for news junkies. We know you can't possibly see all of the great content being produced, so we're bringing you a story that you might have otherwise overlooked. Each episode's guest tells about the best story they found, and today we're pleased to welcome Joseph Coleman from Indiana University, a professor of journalism there. Thanks for joining us today, Joseph. Thank you for having me. Tell us about uh, the story you found today, and tell us why the rest of us need to know about it. Well, it's a story about how uh, indigenous people in Canada are reviving their uh, their food traditions, uh, culinary um, history. Uh, the I like the way the story begins. It it's about uh, the memory um, of a chef, uh, a woman who, when she was five years old, her mother taught her how to kill and skin a beaver with her bare hands. And the story goes on to uh, talk about uh, smoked roast moose and other uh, types of food that uh, that people uh, that indigenous people uh, have traditionally eaten in Canada. Uh, and I just like I like food stories. I like to eat, like most people. And I and also food is very meaningful. I think uh, maybe uh, in a way that we don't we're not always conscious of. But in terms of uh, family history or cultural history or ethnicity, ethnicity, and uh, I just like stories that that uh, investigate that aspect of of food culture. Now, where'd you find this piece today? In the New York Times. Yes. Now, so you've given us the general topic about why this comes to you as an important thing. What, is there anything specific in this copy that jumps out at you that really makes us talk about it today? I just like the the uh, visceral uh, way that uh, descriptions that you get in the in the story. Um, like I was talking about how you know skinning a beaver with your bare hands, and then all the uh, as far as you know, I teach journalism, and so I like to show students uh, cases of when a writer really makes a point of. Uh, of using really, really good detail, um, detailed description to sort of bring a story to life, and there's a lot of that in this story, particularly when the the writer describes certain types of food uh, that, uh, for example, moose. You know, something that that uh, I'm sure not many readers of the New York Times um, uh, have eaten. <laughs> roast moose with tea and onions uh, at a wedding. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so I, I like that aspect of it uh, as well. And you know what? The story really you know, probes uh, how this accompanies a revival of indigenous identity in Canada. Uh, and perhaps it resonated with me on another level too because I take students to Japan and uh, we went to Okinawa last year, and one of my students wrote a story about food, about the revival of indigenous Okinawan cuisine uh, while we were there. And so this story kind of resonated with me because you see the same thing happening in a lot of places in the world. What drives uh, sort of the deliberate decision by people in small groups, and ultimately it becomes a movement, if you will, to go along those lines? We have to return back to something that was essentially our roots. What, What really is a cultural mark that brings that about? Well, I think in a lot of cases, people feel that they've and have, in fact, been colonized by by others, obviously, in the case of Canada, uh, colonized by um, European settlers. Uh, in the case of Okinawa, they were colonized by the Japanese and then by the Americans after World War II. And so I think uh, there are a lot of uh, ethnicities that feel that their cultural 
heritage, instead of being celebrated, uh, has been uh, suppressed in some way, discouraged. Uh, the story talks about how in Canada, uh, people in indigenous, indigenous communities were discouraged from eating uh, their traditional foods. And so there was a part of their identity that was essentially taken away or suppressed. And so as people rediscover uh, their ethnicity or their their cultural heritage, food is a very, very important part of that. And, and also, you know, it's a business. I mean, there are restaurants in Canada that their sole purpose is to serve indigenous uh, cuisine and and people want to try it and and uh, so that, you know they're, they're selling it in a way they're selling their their or they're using those restaurants to showcase their their culture. I would imagine that a lot of people really identify with the idea that food is an important part of our individual cultures. I wonder if people have the same difficulty that I would to put a finger exactly on why that is. Now, you've seen some copy like this, this story, and you've talked about students that you've had that write things like this. You've covered a lot of different cultures over your career. Do you have a sense of why food, we all eat, but why food is a part of my culture versus the next groups versus the next subgroups and so on? That's a good question. I guess the the best way I could answer probably is by talking about my own uh, uh, food history. Um, my, uh, my mother's family is Italian and so all the my childhood memories, memories of you know holidays and lasagna at Christmas, and uh, uh, you know all all those kinds of foods. Those are bound up with uh, memories of uh, you know my family and uh, uh, and with my identity. And so you know it, pr- it probably comes down to that. Just you know answering the question, who am I? You know, I'm a person who likes spaghetti sauce, I guess. I, I am the person my mother fed when I was young. <laughs> exactly. Canada's a big place. Is this uh, becoming a regional phenomenon or is this going on across the country? The story seems to focus a lot on Quebec. And I don't know if that's because that's the sort of epicenter of this trend or it's the only place where it's happening or whether it's it's just where the reporter felt was the best place to do the story, but it's happening all over the place. That's fascinating. I wonder if there are any climate change issues going on because that's uh, an aspect of things that people say is is alternating or is uh, impacting rather uh, food stuff, food supplies in a lot of places. I wonder if that would be happening here too. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the The one environmental concern that comes up in the story is that uh, there's a bit of a clash between some of these restaurants and the restaurant operators and animal rights uh, people. So, the, hmm. you know, eating seal, for instance, uh, <laughs> has become a little bit of a controversial thing because uh, people feel that there are some people who feel that that's uh, 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 cruel to 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 uh, to hunt seal for food. There's no need to do that. Uh, there's also a question about um, public health in terms of uh, serving food that's been hunted privately. Uh, and whether whether that's appropriate or not, and apparently there are some public ho- health laws that had to be uh, not necessarily repealed, but they had to make exceptions for some of these restaurants, and so that that's another um, aspect of the story. Sounds like a very interesting piece. Tell us the title of this and where we can find it again. Okay, it's in New York Times. Uh, it's I think it's on the front page today on the paper paper. Uh, the title is "In Canada: Hunting and Preserving an Indigenous Way of Life." 
And we'll have a link to that as well in the textual uh, part of this post on the site. So uh, if you've not found it in the paper, paper version of the Times, please uh, do click that link. And you can also find social media links for Joseph Coleman as well. In addition to being a professor of journalism at Indiana University, I would be remiss to not point out that uh, Professor Coleman is also the author of uh, a book titled Unfinished Work, The Struggle to Build an Aging American Workforce. And it is widely well-reviewed and is an intriguing and timely as ever topic uh, these days here in the States and perhaps in parts of Canada as too. This is, uh, there's some multinational aspects to that as well. Uh, Joseph Coleman, thank you again for being with us today. Thank you. This is the best story I've heard today. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll share it with others. Thanks for listening. We look forward to sharing stories with you again very soon. I'm Kenny Smith.